but people that that bring an abundance of, of positive energy and can stay in that mindset when things are tough to me are are invaluable today on the rising coaches podcast we get to speak with someone on a different side of the coaching realm mike babinski mike is the current athletic director of purdue university and he has been an athletic director for 25 plus years while making various stops such as navy akron xavier georgia tech as well as where he currently resides purdue university since 2016. we are excited to get to learn more about the interview process and the athletic director side of things during this podcast please welcome mike babinski video analysis is expensive and your budget probably isn't getting much bigger fulcrum tech is here to help Used by basketball teams at all levels from Division I all the way to high school, their Angles product is very similar to what you know and allows you to code, capture, and analyze with ease. All you have to do is import the raw video and synergy with just the click of a mouse. Over the past two years, over 60% of Division I teams and conferences such as the SEC, Pac-12, American, NBC, and A-10, just to name a few, have made the postseason all while using Fulcrum Tech and saving thousands and thousands of dollars compared to their old companies. Reach out to Fulcrum Tech on X at Fulcrum Tech or their sales at sales at fulcrumtech.com. Just shoot them over an email and be sure to mention if you are a Rising Coaches member. Do more, spend less with Fulcrum Tech. Welcome to another episode of the Rising Coaches podcast. I'm your host, Doug Caputo, alongside co-host here, Alan Major, and the main character of our show today is actually the current vice president and director of athletics at Purdue University, Mike Bobinski. Mr. Bobinski, what's going on? Not much, Doug. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, we, we the emphasis on character in that introduction. So, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, Mike, great to see you again, man. Thank Same you. Here, Major. Always, good to, always good to be with you. Likewise. So this is the first opportunity that we have to speak with somebody kind of more outside of the coaching realm, but more in the whole athletics, um, athletic director role, I should say. Gotcha. Uh, so that's one thing that we're really going to cover is just the athletic director role, but then four coaches help prepping them for an interview. And then once they officially get that interview, kind of what an, an interview for a coach might be from your standpoint. Uh, and then at the very end, we always have a final segment just to kind of more personalize who you are. Three quick hitters, just three personal questions to get to know you as an individual. So we'll kind of go back to the athletic director role. First thing, let's shed a little bit of light on the role that you're in. So talk about what a day-to-day -day for you looks like. That's a podcast in itself. That's a loaded. That's that's a loaded. <laughs> if I've been asked that question once, I've been asked that question 5,000 times, and I, and I still don't have a good answer, to be honest with you, <laughs> because literally the reality is every day is different. And that's one of the things that I've, I've really enjoyed about this job. I've been in it. You know, I got my first athletic director job in 1994, and you can do the math. That's a long time ago. It's been it's been a long time. So uh, I wouldn't have stayed in it if I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and one of the things that that does keep me going is the fact that every day is an adventure. It's different. You know, you you've got some baseline responsibilities, some baseline things that you know you need to get done day in and day out. But beyond that, it's sort of dealing with whatever comes your way on a given day. And that, and that could be a personnel issue. It could be a, a facility issue. It could be an across campus issue. It could be you, a, a student athlete issue. I mean, all of the above can happen on any, on any given day. And you just have to be ready to react and be flexible and, and adaptable to whatever presents itself. And that, uh, you know, and, and then the other real piece today is, you know, there's lots of noise around, around the college athletic industry. We all know that there are lots of pressures, uh, and, and changes that are in process and about to come. And so thinking about that and making sure that we're as prepared as we can be for whatever direction things move in is part, is part of every day right now. Yeah. It's like you're constantly preparing for the moments that you don't know are coming. That's, that's exactly right. And, and honestly, <laughs> you just, you just have to trust that, you know, you have done everything you can to establish a foundation that's solid, that can, that can withstand challenge and, and and issues that that are going to come your way yeah and and i i'm sure you already know this too when you have the right people in the positions not just around you administratively but coaches as well like 
that's half the battle because when stuff does come along, you can kind of trust the people that you're with, that they're going to do what's right by the student athletes, by the university, you know, et cetera, et cetera. No question. And, 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 you know, since you guys are obviously mage being with your background, having Matt Painter in that role at Purdue, I mean, you talk, I mean, there is no better partner that you could ever have than, than, than a person like Matt. Uh, You know, we, if and on the rare occasions, and we've been fortunate to not have a whole lot of, of wacky things happen <laughs> during my yeah. eight, eight seasons now with Matt. Uh, but when things do happen, it's it is truly, hey, let's figure this out together. You know, it's not like hey, I'm going to do this and good luck explaining it, or or vice versa. You know, it just doesn't happen that way. And that that is the best situation is when you have coaches that you truly are in it together and can work side by side. And Major, I know you and I were together years ago, and that's the way we had it. That's the way it was with with, with Coach Mata at that point. It's the way it was with Coach Miller. It's the way it was with Coach Mack. It's just it's just the way it needs to be in order to work effectively. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And then before we touch on the whole interview process, because I know that would be a big thing that a lot of people kind of want to hear about, for somebody who may be interested, just this um, the market of people interested maybe getting after coaching and into an athletic director role or whatever it may be, just an athletic director role in general. Can you give someone like some advice getting into that role, getting into that position? Sure. So, Doug, you know, I, I think everyone knows that in in athletic organizations these days, particularly like at in, in the Big Ten and in conferences that are that look like us and even even lots of other conferences around the country there are any number of different positions that are athletic administration type things without necessarily becoming the ad you're, you're it's highly unlikely that you move from a coaching role directly into a you know to, to one of the very top jobs you've got to sort of learn right. your way through that administrative world which is a different it's different than a than a coaching mindset and it's a different day it's a different rhythm to, to the, your to your weeks and in the year and so doing that though is is not impossible i i've seen that happen you know any number of times um you know one of the great examples in, in our league was coach alvarez barry alvarez up at wisconsin who was you know a really successful football coach then moved into administration but he did that because he he consciously behaved like he, you know, he he thought about a bigger picture. He he positioned himself to be a person that, when the time came, you know, he had already shown a command of the entire athletic program and an appreciation for all the different pieces and parts that go into making it work. Um, and they were then confident enough to give him give him that job. Now, obviously, football was you know still first and foremost in his heart at, for sure, but but he had demonstrated enough skill and and in, in running his his program. You know, he showed the, the executive skill to be able to be an administrator. And that's and that's that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a different in today's world um, with all the with all the pressures, with all the with all the ways you can step in it here in, inadvertently or otherwise. Not to have like a, a head on a swivel all the time. Be again, be really aware, be be constantly willing to look for information that can be helpful, uh, be open to new ideas. Uh, just all those different kinds of things, I think, are really important skills to be an administrator in college athletics these days. But, but having a coaching background, one of the things I did when I first got into this business, you know, many, many, got 1984, I coached for a couple of years uh, because I thought it was really important, um, and I did that in addition to the job I was getting paid to do. So I volunteered to coach baseball, which is a sport I played in college. Uh, Notre Dame, right? Yes, sir. Yep. I want to understand what a coach's life was like, what the mentality was, what the th- what the pressures were, and and to me, even though it was just a couple of years, a couple of seasons, it was really invaluable for me to to just have been in that role for a little bit. It helped give me perspective as I moved in fully into the administrative world. Yeah, that that's what the thing I always felt for me, Mike. You know, in our time at Xavier together, is you you had a natural empathy for 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 the profession. You know, regardless of sport, I just I saw you operate with everybody. And that was the baseline thing is you just had an empathy of like, how can I help, you know, as opposed to here's what I know or here's what I got. It's still four words, but it's a totally different four words. You know, Um, absolutely. Yeah. And so I, I always admired that about you. I think the probably the other thing to mention, too, is 
if somebody is in the coaching profession and goes to administration, all of a sudden there's no off season. Right. No, no you know, question. In coaching you, you kind of have those periods where you can say, okay, right. you know, we got a month here or, you know, like early August to, yeah. you know, you got, Hey staff, get out of town, take a break, do what you got to do. Or, you know, yeah. we're recruiting here. The season is what it is. You know, yeah. you got April, but administratively is there's no off season. Like you're, it's a year round deal. These days, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it goes from from January to December, and uh, you know the, the the only month that that we all I think look for is the heavy basketball recruiting month, the month of July. Is, you know, before football gets rolling at the end of the month or beginning of August, there's a little bit of a pause in July. So if you can sneak out for a week or two in, in July, you're out of luck. So you got you to get it when you can. Exactly. <laughs> You know, the, the other thing, Doug, on that, the thing that I would tell you that would also be really important if a coach is going to move into administration to think about when they're in the coaching world, what is it that I look for and needed from administrators to do my job the best I can do it and then try to, to serve that role, you know, to, to become that person that provides the support, the guidance, the whatever it might be at any moment in time. I think that to your, to your point, Mage, that's what I try to do is, is to re reflect back and say, okay, what... What did we look for? In in many cases, it's just people being interested and can, being, you know, caring about your program and, and being willing to listen when you've got challenges or or issues you want to talk through. You know, be, being a being a willing listener and an engaged partner, I think, is is really what people are looking for from a coaching side. You know, you remind me of a conversation. Uh, uh, I'm a big Law and Order. I like the show Law and yeah, Order. Yeah. And I don't know if you like the the, the special victims one with Ice T, yeah. mm -hmm. the rapper is on. Yeah. Well, he got approached for his role, and uh, Dick Wolf, the producer, said, "Hey, Ice, you know, I'd like you to play a cop." Yeah. And he kind of made a face, you know. <laughs> and so Dick Wolf's like, "You're not really a fan of the cops, are you?" He goes, "No." He goes, "Well, I understand that." He said, "He had his moments, yeah." He said, "You do understand that police are necessary." He goes, "Yeah," and. So Dick Wolf says, okay, then be the cop that you would want to respect. Yeah. Play that Absolutely. part. And so that was kind of, that's kind of what you're saying. It's like be that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, that's, be, that's a great, it's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but no, you you definitely always uh made us feel that way. It was more of a partnership as opposed to a hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. That's I think it works best that way. I mean, there's a there there was a respect both ways. You know, I think it was it just yeah. a a two-way street of respect, and that—that's when things work the absolute best, in my opinion. No doubt. And then getting into the interview side of things, because of course that's a big part of—I feel like what a lot of people want to know. What, what's very interesting for them, and especially I'm not sure if you're familiar with Rising Coaches, but we're just an organization to be able to help coaches move up in the industry. And of course, an interview is a big part of that. Sure. Um, but like the best advice you can give someone preparing for an interview, do you look for a coaching portfolio? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I'm talking assistant, video. I don't know necessarily if you have your foot in with the video coordinator rules as well, or just like any of those tier rules, head coach, whatever it may be, any advice or like coaching portfolios. That you I'll give you a, a couple things. Um, so first of all, when you prepare for an interview, I think you have to, to know yourself first and foremost. And by that, I mean, what do you need to do to be confident walking into that situation. I mean, for, for me, when I was interviewing for jobs, moving up in the administrative world, I knew what I needed to do in order to walk into that setting and feel like I was, I had command of what, what the subject matter, Great any, any possible question that might come my way. So I, I everybody's different. I, so I, I literally would take like an, an eight and a half by 11, you know, pad, legal pad or notepad and, and literally go down and say, okay, Finance. What, what might they ask me about finance? What might they ask me about compliance? What might they ask me about hiring people or or you name it? And 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 just try to anticipate. Here's where this conversation might go. And inevitably, I in my case, I was way over prepared because they they only have so much time. They can only ask so many questions. But for me, it gave me a sense of hey, you can't throw anything at me that I haven't thought about. Mm -hmm. And so so that, that's what I needed. And so everybody everybody else. Everybody's going to be different as to how they do that, but you want to prepare in a way that gives you confidence that, hey, I'm I'm ready for this in whatever way, shape, or form it might it might unfold as the conversations happen. Uh, other things I would tell you, like from a portfolio perspective, I would say be concise. 
be concise, be, be, and I, I'm going to give you a, a very specific example of, of a situation here recently in a, in a different sport where we went into a, into a search, um, gave an individual an interview kind of out of just respect and courtesy. Um, they presented a portfolio that was to the point, incredibly well-written, like laid out in a very logical, strategic way, not a single typo in, in the deal. I mean, it was, it was just like really buttoned up. Now it wasn't crazy long or, or, or anything, but, but it hit like all the high points and it was just so well presented. I'm like, wow, this is an individual who's got something going on here. So this person who ended up, who got this interview, basically like, well, it's kind of the right thing to do for a variety of reasons. We ended up hiring her because because she, that portfolio in that case, op opened my eyes in a way that like, wow, I, I need to know more about this person. Because you know, if, if she was capable of putting this together, she's got something going on that that I need, I need, I want to know about. And, uh, and then she worked her way through the process and ultimately, is now a head coach in one of our programs and, and killing it, doing doing great work. And uh, so the worst thing you can do is put together a sloppy, half-assed, mm. you know, typos and mistakes and yep. whatever. Uh, that 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 that'll kill your chances. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna do one, you're gonna do one well. Uh, yeah. But don't try to cover the waterfront. You know, you don't be drawing up plays and saying, well, you know, we're gonna go in a three-quarter court trap. And, <laughs> Right. Nobody cares. You know, yeah. nobody, nobody cares right. about that. It's uh, you know, you, you got to hit some philosophical benchmarks, and this is what our program is going to be about. These are these are the, the values, the standards, the uh, the, the approach that we're going to take, and how, how we're going to have play, what our player relationships are going to look like, what our player development program is going to be, staff wise. You know, thinking one of the big questions that we always ask, because to, to Alan's point earlier, it's about people. This this is the ultimate people business, and, mm -hmm. and knowing what your thoughts are from as a as a potential coach on if, when you have the opportunity, particularly to be a head coach, you know who are you going to bring with you, who are you going to surround yourself with, who are the people that have been influential in your growth and, and development, who are your mentors, because that that can also give you a clue as to who these people are and what and uh, and what these candidates might be about based on the people that they've looked to throughout their career. So I think all of that helps paint a picture for, for the hiring folks uh, that gives you, gives you a feel for who, who these people are. Yeah, no, that's great stuff, Mike. And I actually had a question off of that. Like, yeah, you have to hire coaches, obviously in different sports. So what yeah. are, what are maybe a few of the common threads regardless of sport yeah. that, uh, that are big with you? Uh, sure. You know, in uh, hiring? I, I want people that bring a positive energy. I, I, I want somebody that, uh, yeah, you know, giver, givers, not vampires. hundred percent, hundred percent, and and I and I know that that can be. People feel that that you know feels cliche, but I, I'm telling you, you know it when you see it, uh, mm -hmm. because we all know that no no tenure is ever going to be perfect. There's going there are going to be tough days. There are going to be tough moments. We're not going to win every game. Think, things things there are going to be challenges for sure. But people that that bring an abundance of of positive energy and can stay in that mindset when things are tough to me are, are invaluable. And, and it, and that bleeds throughout an entire program. It bleeds mm -hmm. into the players. It bleeds into everybody. People feel and want to be around people that make them, make them believers and, and bring juice to, to the party every single day. We talked about this before. I want somebody that I look at as, as somebody that, that would be a true partner in this whole thing. And that, because again, when the tough times happen, you want to be able to, to link arms and say, you know what, we're, we're in this thing together. We're going to figure it out in uh, one way or the other. Uh, resilience, the uh, ability to communicate, you know, to be able to articulate a vision for our program, not for somebody else's program. Don't tell me how to win at Kansas. You know, right. I, you know, that, we're, we're here. I, I mean, we're here. You know, exactly. and, uh, don't yeah. tell me how Alabama football is going to win. That's a different thing. <laughs> here. Yeah, and then I would tell you the the final thing that for me is the ultimate tiebreaker uh, is just intelligence. I mean, showing yourself to be a sharp, intelligent, you know, on your feet thinker is is really really important because to me, smart people find solutions, they find answers, they find a way through whatever the challenges might be. So, you know, again, nobody can make themselves smarter than they are. 
but but showing the intelligence that you do have, demonstrating that you've got the ability to think and learn and continue to grow and figure things out. That's a that is a huge quality for me. And, and I, like we you know, we just hired a football coach last year, Ryan Walters. You know, we're having a tough season. I, you know, everybody that that's no secret. We're having a really tough season. That is not a surprise to me in any way, shape, or form. But I, as I work with Ryan, you know, week in, week out, I, I keep going back to this is one one heck of a smart young coach, and he is going to figure this thing out. He has, you know, he is completely undeterred. He's got the positive. He's got all the things that we just talked about, and and we are going to get there. Now it's it's going to be a process, but but that that young man knows where we're going. He knows how to get us there. And we just got to stay connected with him and, and give him all the support he and his coaches need to get it there. But it's it's going to get there. Yeah. No, that and I, I think what you just said is so good because yeah. that, you know, having people that have that, um, I'm probably not wording this great, but it's almost that everydayness about them. Like, you know, when they walk in the building, you're getting the same person every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And when you're in a particularly when you're in a position when other people look to you, whether you are the leader or whether you're just a piece, but but where other folks look at you and to you, how you respond to your point, Mage, on a day in, day out basis, and particularly when things aren't aren't going well. I learned that a long time ago. I mean, how no matter how badly things might go, if I walk in here and my chin's dragging on the ground, that is not good. I mean, that is not good for the entire place. Um, I can't show, no matter how you know how, how much it might be paining me, and you know how much my stomach might be churning. I got to, I got to, I got to behave differently. I got to act differently. I got to speak differently because that's what the people around me need, and that's that's a responsibility that comes with leadership roles for sure. No, no question. And either either way, it's infectious. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, completely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. If someone's coming in and complaining every single day, it's ultimately going to start trickling down to the next person. No, no question. And then a big question I wanted to ask too, because this might be yeah. relevant for some people, is stepping into a coaching role, whether yeah. it's a head, assistant, whatever. How important is having a master's in the industry? I know some coaches, or I should say, some schools require it. Yeah. Um, but just your your thoughts overall about the industry. You know, uh, <laughs> it's funny. I, so I don't have one. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so God, so God you, you just brought one. a big sigh of relief to a lot of people <laughs> going to be listening to this deal. <laughs> Guys are wiping their foreheads like, oh, thank God. <laughs> so, you know, both my kids have masters. Uh, my partner in crime at home, she's got a PhD. So, oh, you know, so wow. I'm the least educated of the crew here by a long shot. That's funny. Um, so I, I would tell you that you know, master's degree in a in a relevant field is a good thing. A master's degree just to have a master's degree to me, I have never looked at that as a an, an absolute qualifier. Uh, it it does show a degree of commitment and and sort of uh, you know willingness to 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 commit the time and the energy to to continue to improve yourself. So I, I like that. Um, I, I actually sometimes like master's degrees that are that are outside. The, the athletic administration world. You know, you know don't, if you if you if you're if you're a master's in sport administration, that that's not a bad thing. But I, but if you got an MBA, or if you or if you got a master's in, in educational administration or something else, then yeah, psychology. I mean that that to me is more meaningful than a, a master's in sport administration. I just and I and I'm not talking down those degrees. There's value in those degrees, but from a coaching perspective. I, I like people that are are well rounded and aren't aren't just one dimensional folks. And so if you if you've got a master's, I'd, I'd like it to be in something that adds some some unique value to the, to the to the questionnaire. So I have to say I'm over here trying to write down little because there, there's a lot of gold nuggets popping. Out. I'm trying to write down notes for some of these, so I'm not looking. But I'm, as I'm writing them down, I'm already filling my page up halfway. So <laughs> there you um, go. <laughs> so kind of off of that though, for coaches that are currently with you. All right. Yeah. And we'll say you already have your head coaches. Now the assistant coaches, I know Alan was talking about this, but I, I wanted to make sure to kind of throw this out there too, while we're still yeah. prepping for the interview, say, um, sure. <clears throat> what are some best ways for like an assistant coach uh, to be able to connect with you as an yeah. individual? So of course you meet with the head coaches, but like assistants, lower tier people, how can, what's the best ways they can connect with you? Well, 
I think Mage can talk to this specifically because I know back in our day at, at Xavier, we we had some conversations when when he was considering other opportunities or other jobs. We we met specifically to talk about uh, you know sort of the growth of your career and how how you might best position yourself for for next steps when the time was right. And uh, so I, Doug, the way I do it, excuse me, I I try uh, and I've always tried to be be as accessible as accessible as I possibly can be. I, I go to a lot of practices, particularly in the basketballs and footballs. I, I get to know the staff. Uh, I don't, I don't just talk to head coaches. I mean, I just, I just don't, I mean, I never, I just never have chosen to do it that way. Um, I, I like talking to the assistant coaches because there's a lot of time that's, that's where you really get a feel for what the program's about. I mean, they're, they are in it at, at, at really at the, at the granular level and, and knowing your, your assistant coaches, gives you a sense of what the program's all about, whatever sport it might be. So you know, I, I have really enjoyed getting to know assistant coaches in, in every sport and then have, you know, whenever they've asked, whenever they've, I, I have never once said, no, I don't have time to have that career conversation with you or that, you know, next step conversation with you. I, that's, I consider that part of the responsibility. I mean, we're all, we're in the people development business, whether it be students or staff and having people achieve their goals and, and feel like they're making progress whatever is important to them uh, is the kind of environment I want to have in our department. I want people to feel like, hey, if you come to Purdue, you work, you work, you work in, you know, in a department that uh, like ours, that you're, you're going to be positioned to achieve your goals, whether it be here or elsewhere, but we'll support you in, in every possible way that we can. So, you know, we brought in, you know, we bring in search folks to talk, to meet with our staffs, to, with our, with our assistant coaches and our, and our administrative staff to talk about how to best position themselves for, growth in their career. Again, whether it be here in their position or sometimes it's need it's necessary to get up and go to get that next step somewhere else. So, you know, we're, we want to be as invested as we can be in people's success. So that, cause I think that's the environment you want to create. No, that's, I, that's the best approach. And I, I do remember you spend some time with me to just, you know, I was just starting to think about, yeah. you know, the, the future and, and you had a the, document you were that we were, I remember. Reviewing no, about. yeah. Had all those bullet points on there, and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the other thing that's great about what you're saying is people are going to call you about some of these guys at some hundred percent. So yeah. the more you know about them, it's just it, it helps. It, it obviously it helps you in general before the phone rings, no but question. then it helps them after the phone rings. Yes, because yes, now you can say, yeah, I've spent time with this person. I know what yeah. they're about. Yeah, he's got a his wife has an illness, but she's doing great now. And, you know, right. like uh, he's got, you know, three kids and man, what a father he is, you know, like, so Absolutely. that, that stuff is, is huge. So you can help uh, paint the picture a little bit better for people. Yeah, no, no question. I, 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 that, that is definitely part of it. I mean, I mean, I think we were all, we can all point to circumstances during our, our careers where we got helped by somebody, you know, somehow, some way we didn't all do this ourselves. And yep. so being able to, to, to pay that back and, uh, you know, and, and create that same type of, of opportunity for others is is just part of what you ought to do. I think if you're if you're doing this job right. Yeah. Well, I, I had one thing, and this was obviously back in the time you know you and I met and visited about my career. You know, agents weren't really a big thing, and they've kind of really you know obviously exploded here in the last you yeah. know probably five to ten years. But what's your thought on guys? Uh, you know, assistants especially. I know head coaches, it's an automatic. You, you got to yeah. have one just legally, and it's just smart. But assistants, you know, would you say get one, don't get one? Um, when you see an agent coming, do you lock the door? Do you like, <laughs> do you, you're like, hey, hey I got to go to the bathroom, and you kind of pull the Irish exit and you know, speed, speed your car out of the parking lot? Or, yep. you know, so what's I, your – I don't want my about? agent friends running me over in the parking lot here if I turn my back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say this: I, if you if you choose to have one as an assistant coach, I would tell you that I would be very specific about what their role is, and make sure that they represent you in the way that you absolutely would want to be represented. Um, particularly as you if you're an assistant trying to move up into a head job. You don't want that to ever become a negative. You don't ever want it to become like, oh my God, this guy's going to wear our ass out. We don't, we don't want to deal with that. Uh, just, uh, and and I we've I, you know been in this long enough to have had some of those where you know what and, and unfortunately sure. 
a bad a bad experience with 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 your representative somehow some way causes that relationship that you have with with the coach and with with you know amongst yourselves to be not quite what it was and so i think really vetting who it is you align yourself with is hugely important and 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 truly never lose sight of the fact that the relationship that you have with the people you're going to be working with is still the critical relationship. I mean, you you have to do everything to develop that at its highest level. And to me, an agent is, they, they are a tool to be used uh, in, in, in certain settings, but but not in, not to ever take the place of that personal relationship that that really will stand the test of time when when things happen or when you when you want to grow and when you when you want more having that relationship is, is how it how it gets done yeah i, I love that mike because i think sometimes in our profession there it, there's a little confusion of like well if i had an agent then you know this but agents are it's almost like an agent's a tool not a solution no and, and let me let me let me just say this for an assistant coach i i would defy you to show me once one case in any sport where an agent got that assistant the next job it it just doesn't it just doesn't happen i am telling you it doesn't happen never ha- it never happened in my 40 years of experience in this deal now and uh, <laughs> it just doesn't um that, that's just the line they use to get the oh next, my god like, no, to get a, the next guy like yeah it's, it's, exactly <laughs> it's like right. an aau coach like pitch. oh hey man yeah. i sent a guy to duke you know <laughs> wait a minute uh, yeah 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 oh yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Now, the, now the search, the search folks. You know, there's lots of them out there. Um, you know, having, you know, they don't get your jobs either, but they, but they get you in front of people, uh, and, right. that's, and that's a reality. You know, having, having relationships, being known by those people about who who you are and what 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 your interests might be, what the skills you might bring to the table. Yeah. Th- those are not unimportant relationships today. They are a they are a reality and and relied upon if nothing else to to generate candidate pools in in some ways right. so uh, so they yeah. they they are definitely a more valuable piece of the next step puzzle uh, yeah. in, in my view yeah more facilitating power yeah. in in the in the process as opposed yeah. to yeah then you know, an agent probably helps you in some small ways and maybe visibility and things like that but yeah. it seems like the search firms are really like a a facilitating piece along no the question. way no question. They 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 have they have some ability to shape the pools of, of people that that are considered for certain positions, um, and and not that they're doing that with anything other than they, they're going to they're going to rely on people that they know and that they think would fit a particular situation. And so, being one of those folks is is and can be an important quality. And then a big question I wanted to make sure to touch on is, of course, yeah. you get that job interview. What should somebody be question wise, at least from your point, like questions, what what should they be anticipating once they get into that interview? As I, I think I mentioned this earlier, I think one of the big ones is, OK, you know, tell us about the, the, what what have been the influences that have made you the, the, the coach or the staff member, whatever it might be that you are today. You know, what what have been what are some of the sort of baseline qualities, uh, the, the, the philosophical foundations that you bring, you would bring to our organization all day, every day. Is it a work ethic? Is it a, you know, again, is it that positive mindset of, hey, we're going to find a way to to get better every single day. We're going to bring energy to 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 what to what I do every single day. All that to me is is, is really important. You know, if if you're in a role that includes recruiting, you know, tell me what makes you somebody that can be effective in recruiting. What are your what are your relationships that maybe already exist? what areas can you get us into how would you how would you connect with a prospect and the people around them to make them a viable option for us and then ultimately can you close you know can you can you find a way to get people to yes uh, if, if, if it's something that makes sense uh, for, for us and, and and for them I think all of that really really makes sense if you're a, if you're a coach that's going to have an influence on the way the game's played what's your team's identity going to be like what are you, you going to look like? I mean, from a, what, what's your ideal vision of, of, your, of your program and, and or your team? What do you want that when people watch you play, what do you want them to walk away from that arena and say, wow, that team did this, this and this. And, and to, to know that that's that's who you are most most every night. I think all of that, all of that really, really matters. Um, you know, and then honestly, the other thing is uh, to me, just 
the communication ability. Tell, you know, tell me, tell me how you can how how you connect with people. What's your style? Um, are you are you somebody that reaches out? Are you are you a, a sit back and wait for people to come to you? How how do you communicate and and, and connect with people? Because again, I feel like that's the, the relationships, the ability to 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 be a, a productive piece of a larger organization is is really really key. And having the right pieces in place makes makes all the difference in the world. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Gold, preaching, Mike. Absolute gold. Yeah. Preaching. Perfect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like coming to like the movie coming to America. We're gonna pass the offering plate around, and I promise <laughs> promise not to put any chicken bones in it, though. No chicken bones in this offering plate. Good stuff, man. <laughs> and then I guess the, really the last thing I had for you, um, yep. in, in, in regards to the interview. So, <clears throat> of course, you you're done with the interview. I mean, someone reaches out. I know it's proper to send a thank you. Uh, you know, yeah. a, hey, I appreciate the interview. Blah blah blah. But is there anything else? Any additional advice, maybe off of that, that or like qualities of people out off of that that maybe you'd be looking for post interview? It's a good question. I, I would say this: if you know, if you, following up with it just you know, whether it be a quick hit, uh, you know. A, a, a text or, or an email or whatever, I would think just, you know, if you truly continue to be excited about that, you know, I, th I think just a quick hit about, Hey, you know, even more excited after the conversation, here's what I see, you know, again, just a, a quick hit as to sort of maybe a key uh, thing that someone could expect. If in fact they hire you, you know, what we hear, here's what, here's where we're going to go. And then we're going to, we're going to, we're going to move in that direction quickly. I think that's what that's what people are looking for. So just you know, one more chance to make a, a positive impression is through that through that thank you note. If it's just like, hey, thanks for the chance to have a conversation. Sincerely, I mean that doesn't. Yeah. That, that's yeah. yeah. That has that, no feeling. No, no, that doesn't no, do much. Yeah. yeah. No. No. No, no, much. no. No feeling um, in that. That's a uh, yeah. That's right. If you if you can generate a little bit more positive thought about you as a candidate through that through that communication, then then do so. I mean, that's a, it's, it's just one more opportunity to, to, to create that, that feeling about who you are as, as, as a person. It's funny you say that, Mike, uh, when I interviewed at Charlotte, I, I actually, I replied to the AD or, you know, when I, after the interview, I just said, yeah. Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm now more, I'm now as excited about this job as you are. Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause I tried to feel their pain, like they love their situation. Right. And they want somebody, whoever they bring in, you want them to love that situation as much as they do. Completely. Yes. And so I, I just, you know, and I was, I meant it. It wasn't like a tagline or anything. I mean, I, I sincerely, after I was done, I'm like, wow, now I know yeah. why they're excited about this place. Yeah. Yes. You know, along those same lines, Major, I said this to, to a, a group uh, of our donors that I was speaking to the other day, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, but I, but I really believe this and, and, so it's one of the things when when we hired you all at Xavier, you know, Thad and and, and John and Alan and you, um, I mean, uh, Sean and, and you. Um, one of the things that that was so great about that is you guys came in with like no limits on on what we could accomplish, and it was like we're going for it here. We're we're going. We're, we're going to try and win. A, we're going to try and win a national championship here. We believe we can. We believe we've got the pieces in place that we got the, the the situation where that that would support that and that's what everybody wants everybody wants from a hiring perspective you want people that come in and believe in possibilities in and in unlimited possibility again realistic but but not not putting in well you know if you, if you you know if i when i had hired that or when i interviewed that if he had said well hell you know i think we can finish you know sixth or seventh in the <laughs> Um, you know, I probably would never have gotten to know you. We would, hired him. we would not be talking today, no, that's for sure. No. Yeah. But 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 he he and and all you guys came in with that mindset and worked that way every day. We worked like we were we were in, we were competing for a championship, and that that was what we were going to do. And, uh, and and that and that you know casting that impression on 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 the people that you're trying to impress. Is again not unrealistic, crazy pie in the sky stuff, but but here's why I believe that you know we can do this, and here's why. And if you can if you can paint that picture, you, you you'll make an impression for sure. Yeah, we just felt like it was more important to work that way instead of talking about it because yeah. it's easy to talk about it. Right, you know, right. I mean, and, you know, and people love to hear it, so it's easy to talk about it. But yep. you know, we just wanted to operate that day of like, hey, what what's 
you know, let's operate at the highest level possible, whatever we're doing, practice, right. shoot exactly. around, film, exactly. yeah. skill instruction, you know, so, um, but no, that, that was uh yeah, special times, man. No, it was awesome. Um, still, was still, still pissed at Duke for getting in our way, but oh <laughs> my god, <laughs> I, I will never forget that day because Andy Katz sat down next to me in the fourth quarter of that game, or in the second, not fourth quarter, in the uh, like like six or seven minutes to go. We said, "You all are going to the Final Four. He goes, "Tell me, tell me the Xavier stories that I don't know about yet," and then you know. Coach K happened, and what you know what happened happened. We all we all yeah. fifty miles got ma we got magically fouled out of that game, and you know, oh yeah, strange oh, things happened. But no, because uh, he was crushing Selden Williams. Oh, I know that he was he wearing was him out. They gave him the business. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I'm not mad at Duke anymore. I need to go find Andy and have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did. He could have. He could have waited a few more minutes till the ball went off. I know. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, what we'll do now, unless, Alan, unless you have any other questions to kind of wrap things up, we can hop into our final segment. No, no, I'm good. Mike, man, this has been awesome. Uh, oh, good. Obviously, I hope, yeah. it, hope it's good, helpful for your, for the people that, that, that listen. It's going to be oh, perfect. Home, perfect. Home run, man. Trust me. You could, you could, you could bat flip this one and slow trot it around the bases, <laughs> you know, because uh, this is, this has been really good. And again, all levels of coaches, you know, men's side and women's yeah. side are either members or followers of this organization right. and so not only do we want to help them with networking but you know the other pieces we just want to grow the profession yeah. as well so it's one thing to help coaches individually rise yeah. but the other piece is hey let's help the profession rise yeah. Yeah. and so this this is this has been good on both those fronts but to that point let me and i didn't say this before and i don't know if you have a way to weave this in there but you know on that on that piece of assistant coaches connecting with, with, with ADs at, at where they are, yeah. or, or even just staff members, uh, I mean, don't be afraid to go up to, to folks in administration and get to know them. I mean, that's, you know, break the ice, you know, don't, don't wait for them to come to you necessarily. You know, some will, some won't, but, but don't be afraid to just, Hey, get introduce yourself, let them, let them know what you're about. And then from there, who knows, you know, relationships build and grow, uh, but but someone's got to start it at some point. You know, someone's got to say the first thing or make the first move, and uh, and and don't don't ever be afraid to do that. I mean, that's I, I don't I can't imagine anybody in 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 these roles that wouldn't welcome that opportunity to have that conversation. Well, you you made us feel that way, Mike, even yeah. before I came to you. But yeah. I think what helped me come to you is my curiosity outweighed my fear. Yeah, 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 yep. Yep. So I had more of a curiosity of like, how to, you know, how can I continue to kind of get mentally start to think more of like a head coach? Cause I just, I never was that kind of guy like, Oh, you know, I'm doing this just to be a head coach. I mean, I just right, want right, to be right. a good coach, right. you know? And then hopefully as you get, you move along, if you become a head coach, it's because you're a good coach instead of just exactly. trying to be a head coach. Right. So, right. Right. <laughs> um, but you, I want my curiosity to want to grow actually outweighed my fear and yeah. i just said you know what i'm just gonna go tell them exactly what i'm i want to talk about yeah you know no, it's and exactly so, right so you gotta gotta be willing to do that you gotta have a little courage about it yeah yeah for sure so what we'll do is we will get to our final segment the three all quick right. hitters um all it is is three quick questions to like i said before um let everybody kind of familiarize themselves with who you are as a person Sure. Uh, so just short, quick responses, whatever you feel, and then we'll go on from there. to Family our feud question. mode, man. We're on family, family feud, feud mode here, down the stretch. All right. <laughs> so, and this actually is very relevant. I kind of just changed it as you were talking because I think this would be good for you. You mentioned how in your role you have to come in with a smile and face and you always have to be, you know, because everybody else trickles off of that. Yep. So do you do anything in particular to pick yourself back up when you've made a mistake at work, at life, whatever it is? Like, what do you do to help kind of click that in your mind? I think what you try to do is give yourself a little and I, you know, give yourself a little grace. You know, know, know that, you know, whatever you've done, if it didn't work out exactly the way you'd like it to, it didn't come from a bad place. It came from trying to do the very, very best, but recognizing that nobody, nobody gets it right every time uh, every day that's just that's just not not the way the way it is you just have to make more good decisions than bad ones over the course of time and uh and then you'll you'll end up in a good place you know you can't you can't bat zero or you can't bat you know 250 you gotta you gotta be above sea level but if you can do that then uh you you have to be comfortable that that you're human and that you're not going to get it all right all the time mm. 
and be willing mm. to adjust and, and be flexible as, as you move forward. Yes, sir. And then we'll we'll kind of narrow down because I know you mentioned before July. There's a couple weeks in downtime July. I, I was gonna, the question was initially what are some activities you do during the during your downtime? But yeah. since we have very limited downtime, as you mentioned, yeah. um, what do you where can they find Mike Wabinski in during that downtime? Usually near some water. I mean, I, I you know I grew up on yeah. Long Island, surrounded by water. I've lived in the darn, you know, not, I mean, I, I've lived in the, not the darn, I lived in the Midwest now near no water for, you know, the better part of my life. So I've, <laughs> I've strayed far from my roots. And uh, so I, I, I look to go back to find, find something that's liquid and, uh, you know, with some nice weather and, and all that. So that's, that's usually where you can find me. Amen. And to you, just a cut, you don't have to go in depth about it, but just like um, a couple characteristics what do you feel makes someone a good genuine person self-awareness is like the to me is like the biggest thing in the world i mean if you if you don't have a feel for how other people are receiving you and responding to you mm. it, life gets a lot harder i mean it, it, you know you you have to realize that you know the, the world does not revolve around you uh and but that how you how you interact how you communicate how you portray yourself is something that you need to to, to, to be able to recognize and be able to honestly look in the mirror and say, man, I didn't get that one right at all. Or, or, you know, other days. Yeah. You know what? I feel pretty good about how I, how I handled that situation, how I came across. And, uh, and, and again, just, just that willingness to, to be able to adjust and adapt to try to do the very best you can day in and day out. But, but I, I think self-awareness and situational awareness are two of the most underrated qualities uh, period. I mean, if, you just have to you gotta be able to read the room. You have to be able to understand how the room is reacting to you. And, and if you can do that and then, again, make appropriate adjustments when, when the situation calls for it, you got a fighting chance to be successful. I like that. Yeah, I was, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting that. So I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and then the final question. So as, again, we're the company Rising Coaches um, trying to help everybody move up in the industry. So what's yeah. your best – for you, best top piece of advice for young coaches who are trying to get their foot in the door, and then how can they accomplish that? You obviously have asked, or excuse me, covered a lot, yeah. um, but if there's any more, any more information that you might have, you know, be yourself. Don't don't ever try to play the part or of of who you think somebody wants you to be, because at the end of the day, at some point, that's that that's going to become obvious that you're not that person. So do you be being genuine, being true to yourself. Uh, being willing to, to 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 do whatever it takes, uh, you know, to get to get that first opportunity is the key thing in this world. I mean, the first one can lead to the next one. And and and, Mage, you're you're gonna remember this. Remember when we were trying to hire Brad Stevens to be the video coordinator at Xavier? Um, you, and you know that that same Brad Stevens that's now the president of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. You know, we were trying to get him for fifteen thousand to be the video coordinator, <laughs> and, he, and he, he said, "Ah, you know, I think I'll, I'm just going to stay here." And um, but you, you just, you just never ever know, um, you know. But but Brad thought about it, you know. And then, and this is a guy that's going on to you know be really influential in the in the game these days. Uh, but but he was willing to do whatever it took, and he was. I think at that point at Butler, I don't, I don't even think they were paying him. I think he was volunteering to to do whatever he was doing. But that you know, you have to be willing to make those first steps that maybe aren't the glamour spots or the glamour stops, but that show that you're you you'll roll up your sleeves and contribute in whatever way you can, and then just grow from there. Yeah. Now he just cool. finished working at Eli Lilly. So yeah, it's exactly yeah. right. Yep. He had, yeah, he had come yep. from Lilly to, to Butler. That's exactly right. I remember yeah. reading something about that actually. Yeah. 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 So, well, Mike, I just want to say yeah. thank you. Uh, you know, sure. Yeah. And I, I, a moment I'll never forget. You know, when my sister died in a car from a car accident in 2002. Yep. Um, the support from the Xavier community. Um, so yep. many people showed up at her service. Yeah. My man, I, I've never forgotten that. Um, that meant so much to me and my family that day. So, you know, to kind of to still be connected with you and yeah. uh, after all this time, and then obviously you've done great. I I I I owe a visit up there. I haven't been to West yeah. Lafayette in a little while, so I need to get up there and see you guys at some point soon. But um, just appreciate your friendship more than anything else. Forget the AD yeah. coach stuff, but yeah, yeah, just yeah. as a friend, you're you're the best man. I appreciate you. Nah, Major, I appreciate it. It's not great of you to say. And, uh, and by all means, make make sure you get up here this year. We have a 
we have a pretty decent little squad, I think. Not uh, bad. Not bad. Yeah, yeah you, you, you got one job. Tell, tell, tell Matt, uh, make sure there's no chicken wing sauce on his pullover before tip-off. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, man. He, he likes to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that right there because that's a fact. <laughs> you can do a whole pot on that uh, yep. in, in itself. But, uh, yep. but, no, this has been great, man. Right. really appreciate you. All right, guys. Thank you all very much. Thank you. And that's it for us today with Rising Coaches. Again, thank you, Mike Pabinski. And um, that does it for another episode. Again, I'm Doug Caputo alongside Alan Major. Keep working. Keep rising, coaches. Thank you. Prepare your team for success this season with our friends at Dr. Dish Basketball, the official number one selling shooting machine in basketball. If you're looking to transform and focus your team's training efforts, all you have to do is mention Rising Coaches or tell them we sent you with the Rising Coaches podcast. For an additional $300 off, select Dr. Dish shooting machines. I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in with us this episode. If you are not a member, want more content, or even be a potential member on our member spotlight to have your story heard, go visit risingcoaches.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and X at Rising Coaches. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, and review so we can continue to keep rising together.